Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. We are winding up a decade. This is 2019 fixing to be 2020. So from 2010 till now, I'm going to start another decade. And, of course, another year. So this is the time of the year. A lot of people start thinking about New Year's resolutions and stuff. I'll be honest with you. Resolutions to me, sound like really a situation where you're just like, well, this is stuff I know I need to work on. And to be honest, most people know that. you know. And a resolution almost sounds like, well, I'm just going to give it a shot. Instead of resolution, kind of has the word like resolve in it, in it. And if you look up the word resolve, resolve is a stick Intuitiveness. When you hear me say, keep on keeping on, that is resolve. That is, I'm going to do this the whole year. Now, you know, people will get, you know, New Year's, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's a bad thing if you make all of these resolutions and then you blow it in January and you let yourself down so let's look at some goal setting especially when you're talking about your spirit your life with God your relationship with Jesus. When you're talking about all of those things, you have, you really, see, he's not leaving you. <laughs> when you throw your hands in the air, he's still there. When you just throw your hands in the air and give up, the Holy Spirit's still there waiting on you. And here's the thing. With spiritual resolve, you have the Holy Spirit to help you motivate and demonstrate what God wants in your life. Now, goal setting, you know, I'm not going to dive deep into that for this one reason. There's plenty of really good books out there on goal setting, all right? Most of them will tell you this, that when you have a goal, you need to think about the power of compounding. The power of compounding. Now, what is that? Well, it's one of these things where, have you ever heard somebody say, would you rather me give you a million dollars or a million pounds sterling or, you know, however that works, today, or give you one penny and compound that penny for an entire year. 
in, in other words, you know, one you get one penny, the next day you get two, and then four, and then six, and you know, and then eight, and then ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. What happens is, is at the end of the year you actually have a lot more than a million dollars. So, with goal setting, and especially with God, because the compounding is just amazing. Because God works with any amount of effort you're willing to put in. And he will bless it. But, just like the parable of the master and the three servants, right? He gave one guy, uh, you know, a few talents, one guy ten, you know. And then they went off and one guy, you know, the first guy, I think, buried it in the ground. Because he knew the master was really hard on people and then... The, the last two actually uh, invested and got a lot more money back for their master, right? Goals are the same thing. Because that's something that, that you know you need to work on along with God. With God, Okay. A lot of times, you know, we, we look at goals and we say, oh, well, you know, I've got to do this. The beauty of having a relationship with Jesus is He, through the Holy Spirit, is going to help you reach those goals if the goals are in line with the Word of God. That's why you need to study the Bible. You can't find out what's in line with the Word of God if you don't know the Word of God. And, by the way, a goal may be to study the Bible more. Now, goals need to be, of course, achievable. So you can start really small because the compounding effect I mentioned, right? But they need to be measurable and they need to be flexible. And I'm not saying anything super wild and new because most of the books on gold setting will tell you the same thing. They need to be achievable, small enough to where you can do it. So if you say, if you have a goal and you say, yes, I want to get into Bible memory, super important, part of Bible study, absolutely. And then you tell yourself, okay, so I'm going to memorize the Psalms. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Holy Toledo. So if you've got a photographic memory and you can just ba-boom, 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 awesome. If you don't, and you're like me and a lot of other people, you have to work at it. Well, that may not be a super good goal. Now, depending on where you're at, I mean, if memorization is easy for you, then, hey, knock yourself out. That's awesome. You know, I just... Let me have a little spiritual jealousy here in a good way to say that I wish I you know, had that kind of thing. But but since I don't, I'm going to have to work on it. But a more achievable goal would be, so I would like to learn a verse, one verse, out of each book of the New Testament. Okay, because it's different. 
and it can be a small verse. So yes, if you want to say, Jesus wept, that's my verse for that book. Okay. But here's the thing. You can do that, or if you want to say, okay, I'm going to learn one memory verse every week. Now, here's the thing. On Bible memory situation, is there are verses that have two lines, depending on what version you're in, because some of the easier-to-read versions are kind of wordy. But some of them have two lines, some of them have three lines, some of them have four lines. So tell yourself, I'm going to get a memory verse that has just two lines to memorize. And the reference. So you talk about two lines in the reference. Now, what would an, adv- an advanced verse look like? Well, oddly enough, John 3.16 is an advanced verse. Why is that? Because it's long. Now, it's also one of the most known, memorized, and repeated verses in the Bible, and the New Testament specifically, but it's long. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him would, will not perish, but have eternal life. Okay, that's got a few verses in it. It's got a few lines in it, right? It's not like First John 1, 9. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, that may be three lines, right? Here's the point. You don't have to get a massive verse. You just don't. You can start with a verse that has a couple of lines in it. And you can work that. One verse like that is 1 John 3.18, believe it or not. It says, My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Now that's the New King James. That's got two lines. And now, uh, if, if, if you're going to talk about, you know, praying more, then start with 15 minutes. Start with 5 minutes every day. Start with 10, you know, and build. What's the goal? Well, the goal is really, if you could, to, to get to an hour. But again, if you get to the end of the year and you're only up to 30 minutes, let's say that's a win. Very few people pray that long, unless you're Jewish or an Orthodox Jewish, maybe, or another tradition. But the thing is, you can set that for prayer and and then outreach. So, what would an outreach goal be? Pray for someone. Pray for someone. Once a week. Find somebody. Once a week. Just ask them. And somebody you don't know, uh, you know, hopefully. Somebody that looks distressed, somebody in a super, you know, looks kind of pressured. At the coffee shop. Hey, can I say a real quick prayer for you? They may say no. But it's outreach. And you don't have to get really involved to say, you know, 
Lord, I lift this person up to you. Please give them strength. Keep them well. Give them healing. Let them know how wonderful your son Jesus is. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what I'm saying? So, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. But, here's what I'm going to say. Jesus said, Put first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. If you will put your spiritual development first, your uh, the other facets of your life will improve. Because God's blessing and guidance can flow through you into those other areas. Into your work life, into your financial life, into your personal life, into your private life. So, it has to do with the priority. Now, I said, you know, the goal has to be achievable, measurable... Yeah, but also has to be flexible. Look, so like if you set up, uh, you know, 20 minutes to pray and all of a sudden a friend says, hey, I'm fixing to pass out. I'm really sick. Can you help me? You know, then you may have to put that back and then pray a shorter period of time later. God understands that we're human and we live in a chaotic fallen world. He gets that. He knows. Now, some people, you know, try to beat him over the head. Why why didn't he just rush in here and fix it? Well, here's the thing. He could, but then it would kill us all. Because the biggest problem in the planet is people. (laughs) And he loves people. So he's trying to work with us. And he gives us free will to do stuff and to make decisions, even bad decisions. And even his people make bad decisions. I think King David made that very clear. That even people God has a very close relationship, because they're human, can make really, really, really bad decisions. But because we're allowed to do that, we mess stuff up. So we have to try to fix it too. Why? Because God works through people. His power flows through people. You know, any time, even, even in the Old Testament during Exodus, when all those miracles were done, God didn't just initiate. He said, Moses, do this. And Moses did something, and then the power happened, right? Why was that? Because God works through people. That's why he came in Jesus. You know, there are other times, yeah. That there are specific times that he said, Hey, just stand back and watch this. I love those times. There's times in the book of Joshua when God just wipes out an army. And he tells Joshua, okay, Joshua, you know, you hang loose, watch this, and then boom, something, you know, he just goes in and just obliterates. 
But the thing is, more often than not, he works through people, healing, helping. So if you want to unleash the power of God, first thing is you got to do that first. Put a priority on it as much as you can, reasonably. And then watch watch God says that to us too God says you give me a shot you open up you get close to me and you and I'm going to say to you you just stand there and you watch what happens next because he will unleash the most wonderful power you have ever seen I've seen it in my life, I have seen it. Now, did God like like resurrect uh, a cat or something like that? No, no. That's not what I'm getting at. But I have seen events occur in my life that absolutely were freaking impossible without His intervention. In fact, the mere fact that I am talking to you right now... <laughs> in my in my total opinion is is for me anyway an evidence of the absolute wonderful power of the living god of abraham isaac and jacob absolutely so with that in mind for this next year and this next decade set some parameters set some things for you and goals are cool, and if you don't make them, that's why goals have to be flexible, so you can, you know, push them forward, bring them back. But do that and see what happens. And I want to encourage you always to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.